0: Hello and welcome to Checked Out. We are broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, Director of the Library.
1: And I'm Mike Stein, Assistant Manager of Adult Services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people and our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a theme. Since June is Audiobook Month, our theme is Audiobook Suggestions for All Ages. Our special guests are UQA Public Library's own Use Services Manager, Christine Piles, and Reference Librarian, Marjorie Mogg. Welcome, ladies.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: So let's just jump right into it. How popular are audiobooks today?
2: Audiobooks are growing by leaps and bounds. It's currently a three and a half billion dollar industry. And as the different formats and technologies have advanced, the uh, audiobook industry has has been right along for the ride and uh, they've been so easy to access during COVID closures that I think they've really benefited with the digital advances in audiobooks especially in the past two years.
3: Yeah, and the only thing I would add there, I did a little research and it said that audiobook sales have increased 71% um, uh, during 2021 because of the COVID pandemic. So, yeah. COVID has been really great for audiobooks.
0: So, what are the benefits of actually listening to an audiobook as opposed to reading the print version?
3: Well, everyone enjoys being read to. So just like when someone read you a bedtime story before bed, audiobook readers can be immersed in the story and create mental pictures of situations and characters. And audiobooks are especially great for kids because they can help with developing literacy skills such as fluency, vocabulary, language acquisition, pronunciation and comprehension, among many others. Um, For those who don't know, fluency is the ability to read with speed, accuracy, and proper expression. So a child hearing another person read aloud helps those young readers know what fluent reading should sound like. Um, Audiobooks are also great for pronunciation. I'm in my late 30s, and I still read words that I've never heard aloud before. So hearing the pronunciation of words leads to more confident readers. And obviously, I'm an adult, but books have a more lasting effect on me when I read the audiobook, um, specifically with nonfiction titles, I recall much more of the information versus um, if I had read the book in print.
2: And I'm going to uh chime in. Audiobooks are are wonderful for people that really don't have time to read or people that driving into work and a long commute get frustrated on the road. I think uh audiobooks are a great way to um bide your time while you're driving into work. Um There's also research by the Audiobook Publishers Association that says that 73% of audiobook users say that listening to audiobooks is relaxing. And about 55% of them said they listen to an audiobook when they want some time for themselves. And I agree. It's It's a great way to multitask if I'm I'm washing dishes. Uh, I put in my headphones and I continue listening to my audiobooks. So it's, it's time well spent.
1: So, those are all ways that I listen to audiobooks, Marjorie. So, maybe you can start with this one and tell the listeners about the different ways they can get audiobooks. It's not just putting a CD into a player anymore. I know a lot of people don't even have a CD player anymore.
2: At the library, we still have the old fashioned CD discs. And generally speaking, most of our very popular authors, fiction and nonfiction, are available at the CD physical disc. But I also enjoy promoting the digital collection. We get our ebooks and our e audiobooks from Overdrive, which is a local Cleveland company. They supply all of our um, digital ebook and audiobook uh, materials.
0: But so just for clarification, Marjorie, an audio book is more than just a physical CD. So people can download an audio book, which you call an e audiobook
2: That's right. You can download it and then uh, you can listen to the book on your phone, whether you have a Wi-Fi or not. So especially with traveling or in your car, the audiobooks are wonderful with traveling. If you're stuck in an airport with a delayed flight, or you're on a long road trip, you can use of course the CD discs for the car drive. But most people find once they start using the digital e-audiobook, it's that it's so much easier uh, to use than worrying about the discs and returning um, materials to the library. My favorite part about the digital e uh, ebook and e-audiobook collection is. I don't. You don't. I don't have to worry about uh, damaging a library item or an overdue item. Uh, many of these uh, digital materials auto renew, and um, but if not, you can return it, uh, check it out again after your hold comes through, and it starts you right back where you left off. So that's that's a fun benefit to the audiobooks too.
0: I, I am going to get to my next question, but I, I want to uh, Christine to chime in here for just a second on the uh, benefits for children listening in the car with their parents. Aren't we supposed to be reading like 15 minutes a day, right, Christine?
3: Yep. 15 minutes a day is what kids need in order to um, grow their reading skills. And it's an Excellent opportunity uh, listening in the car for families to have both quality time together and to experience those 15 minutes of reading. Um, So if kids are playing sports or they're on the dance team or whatever, those 15 minutes uh, during the commute could be used for that reading time.
0: Great. So our summer reading program starts on Monday, June 6th. And um, for those who are participating, will audio books count? And and how does that work with our beanstack?
3: Yes, audiobooks count. Um, when I talk to patrons about audiobooks, I am very intentional with my phrasing. I say that I read audiobooks. I don't say that I listen to audiobooks because it normalizes audiobooks as acceptable reading. Um To this day, every time I see my dad, he wants to argue with me that audiobooks are cheating. (laughs) But audiobooks are the exact same words that you would see on the page. So what's the difference between reading them in your head and having someone else read them aloud? Uh, There is none. If anything, the difference is that it sounds better being read to you. Um, But... For our summer reading program, you're just logging the time you spend reading. You're not logging the number of pages or the number of books you complete. So um, if you if you read your audiobook for two hours, um, you can just log that you've read for two hours.
2: I'm going to follow your example <laughs> and refer to audiobooks as reading audiobooks. I like that. Thank you.
1: Christine, am I gonna have to be buddies with your dad because you know I like to teach you about our audiobooks reading. Are graphic novels reading? Can you count them on Goodreads as reading a book?
3: Yes. Uh, I don't yes. know
1: me you and your dad are going to have to conspire.
3: Yeah, it sounds like it.
1: <laughs> so does a good book automatically make for a good audiobook?
3: I would say not necessarily because there have been many times when I couldn't get into a book in print and then I try the audiobook and it was great or the other way around the narrator wasn't captivating on an audiobook. so I tried it in print and I liked it um, I also kind of obsess over some sounds uh, when people read there are some audiobook narrators have that have loud mouth and saliva sounds and I kind of fixate on those sounds and I stop listening to the words so it could be the number one best-selling book of all time but if this person has saliva sounds I'm not listening.
1: (laughs) Marjorie do you have the same experience as a narrator make a big difference the different sounds you might hear from the narrator things like that Um, that make a difference? Well
2: I think uh, the industry has come a very long way and uh, more and more uh, it, it it's still quite often just one person doing all the different voices like uh, you know John Daly with uh, all of the Harry Potter books but um, I, again the the publishers realize it's um, it's a cash cow because it's a much cheaper product to produce than a print version. The popularity of the author reading the book is such that people are even more interested in the audiobooks than reading the book because, uh, you 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 feel um more of a personal level with the author. I uh, to me what was the groundbreaker was Michelle Obama's becoming because I introduced dozens and dozens of people into the audio e-audiobook because the the print version and the discs were had such a long hold list that they could literally get the digital product right away. And they just, you almost felt like you were having a conversation with Michelle Obama. There's just a real connection I get when I'm listening to an audiobook with the author, when the author speaks it and publishers more and more, they're giving the public what they want, which is the author reading the book. So you both mentioned um,
0: that there are multiple ways to make the experience more enjoyable when reading an audio book. You mentioned um, having an, an artist um, use multiple voices or having your favorite author read the book. Can you give us some tips on how people can make a good audio experience a great one?
3: Yes. So um, for people who are new to audiobooks, what I always recommend is looking for a familiar voice. Um, so go to Libby or Hoopla and type in the names of some of your favorite actors or actresses. I've read audiobooks narrated by Selma Blair, Tim Robbins, Nicole Kidman, and Ethan Hawke. And those are voices that I am familiar with. Um, I don't really like reading series books, but James Marsters, who played Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he reads The Dresden Files. Books by Jim Butcher. So you're bound to find someone that you are familiar with that can really help you get into audiobooks. Um, There are several audiobook narrators for myself that I consider to be instant reads. Um, The my very favorite is actor Guy Lockard. He is currently starring as Dr. Dylan Scott on Chicago Med, and he has spent a lot of time narrating audiobooks over the past several years. He narrates um, the books by Jason Reynolds. And a few years back, he narrated the autobiography of Gucci Mane. Admittedly, I know a few songs by Gucci Mane, but I know everything about his life because I trusted Guy Lockard to read it to me. So, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a book that I would read in print, sometimes that narrator is enough to hook me on a book.
2: Well, Christine, I'm going to I'm going to um, disagree with you because if it's not if it's not spoken by the author, I don't really I don't really pay attention to who the narrator is. That's not to say that either it, it's just personal preference. Um, I'm just more looking at the subject of the book or the The author of a certain fiction series. Again, the industry has really come a long way and they really know what they're doing and they know how to bring to life the story. I pretty much enjoy everything I listen to because I'm basing it on
3: the print version or previous experience with the author or the subject. And that's so interesting that we're so different with it because Mm -hmm. I will normally type in the. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I want to to read an audiobook, but I don't know what I want. Let me see what so-and-so is up to these days. And I look for the narrator more so than the author. And I have I've, I've listened really to. A, interesting. Yeah, I've read a lot of audiobooks where where um, I knew nothing about the book, but I just knew that the narrator was somebody that I liked.
2: That's two different ways of doing it. I, I, I wouldn't have thought of it, but uh, that's that's interesting, really.
1: What's interesting, we just recently had the Fan Expo Convention downtown Cleveland, which is basically the superhero convention, but it's more than that now. And a lot of it is focused on voice people like they had, I don't remember their names, but they had the guy who does the voice for Mario on the video games and a couple other people like that. So you get to know more of the narrators of those characters and then you meet them in person and that's become mm-hmm. a thing. So, yeah. yeah, the narrator can be a draw.
3: Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's cool because um, somebody asked me recently who my favorite narrators were. And I had a whole list off the top of my head <laughs> because, you know, I'm in it for the narration, for the experience that that narrator can provide to me and not necessarily for the story.
1: Christine, I'll start you off with this question and we'll ask Marjorie, but tell us about any recent or upcoming audiobooks that you've read and better for children and teens that you would recommend.
3: All right. So over the last three years, I've been on um, national book committees where I had to read specific nominated books. And this year I am free of that. And I have to be honest with you. I'm not reading a lot of current children's and YA books this year, but I can give you a list of some of the stuff that I read this year that I really enjoyed. Um, I read How the Other Half Eats, The Untold Story of Food and Inequality in America by Priya Fielding Singh. I read that on Libby and it was very captivating. I read Assembly by Natasha asha brown on libby um i read the newberry award-winning holes by lewis sacker also on libby and I really loved it. And then I watched the movie. And sometimes if you are not experiencing the media when it comes out, it doesn't click for you, but this clicked for me all the years later. So that was great. Um, I just uh, read Beloved by Toni Morrison on audiobook, and she is uh, she narrated all of her own audiobooks. I read Augusta Savage, The Shape of a Sculptor's Life by Marilyn Nelson, and that one was a very Incredible. And Augusta Savage is my favorite artist from the Harlem Renaissance. So that was great. And one final title, Cultish, The Language of Fanaticism by Amanda Montell, was a really great nonfiction book about cults and cult like organizations.
1: So, Marjorie, what about the same for adults? Any good audiobooks for this year or recent books or upcoming books?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I oftentimes rely on uh, Overdrive, again, our local. Uh, company that we buy our ebooks and audiobooks from, and I check to see uh, what's popular among the Cleveland readers, what has a lot of holds on it. I, but generally, if it, whether it's a book or, I, I determine what I want to listen to by the bestseller list, which is just the print the print um, lists. But uh, I also rely on. Audio Awards is an annual uh, award given out by the, the Audio Publishers Association. Not to be confused with the Audible Awards. Audible, that's owned by Amazon, and a lot of times they're an exclusive deal. So sometimes, if it's a, an Audible e- audiobook, it's not available for libraries. So I just want to differentiate between the two. I really enjoyed the Thursday Murder Club. The second installment came out. I there's just something to me about listening to a British accent, which I find more entertaining than reading it uh, on the printed page. I really enjoyed that. Um, I just did a book discussion of The Maid, the, the book by Nita Prose that I really enjoyed the audiobook of. My next uh, month's book is nonfiction. It's the well-gardened mind. So I find, um, just for my own personal habits, I I do better listening to nonfiction, especially a very uh, dense textbook kind of book that I want to I want to get through and understand. So I'll listen to a couple of chapters on the uh, as an audiobook, and then maybe put it down and then start it back up. I also find that I like to have a, a print version and an audio version. If I'm reading a book and it's really hit a slow spot, I can move it along yeah. faster by listening to the audio book. So I really, I really enjoy uh, the print version, the the ebook and the e-audiobook, and I kind of use them all in tandem. And if I really enjoy a book and I'm, doing a book discussion on it. Then I'll listen to it again quickly as the audio. So um, I think uh, I incorporate all three formats in my reading pleasure.
0: Can I ask what the children's collection um, through Libby, they have read-alongs. What is the difference? Can you explain what a read-along is? And is that yeah. different from an audio book?
3: Yeah. So I, um, Any millennials listening will know read-alongs because when we were kids, um, there were Disney read-alongs and it would be on video and you would see the animation, but it would have the words going across the screen with the little bouncing ball to guide you through the words. And that's what it is on Libby Um, you would just check out a read-along book you'll have the graphics that you would see but it reads to you and the ball will um, follow you through your progress of reading the words Um, it's a really cool format and I wish more people would read it Um, we do have the handheld version of the read-along here in the children's area at the library and those are the wonder books and those are read-along audiobook.
0: Okay, that's what I was wondering. So it is it's a version of an audiobook, not a traditional audio.
3: Yep. So it would it, it combines the print version with um, a read-along, a read aloud.
0: Gotcha. So to both of you, are there any um, upcoming audio books that are haven't been released yet that you're excited about and want to share?
3: Yes. So one of my favorite audiobooks last year was a YA novel called K-pop Confidential by Stephen Lee. It's about a Korean American girl who joins a competition for a chance to win a spot in a K-pop group. And this is not normally something I would like, but I loved how the narrator Joy S. Mansky narrated the performance scenes. They were really exciting and the action and drama was really heart pounding. I could t- like feel everything happening on the stage. Uh, the sequel just came out and it's called K-pop Revolution. I have it checked out and I'm ready to read it as soon as I'm finished with my current audiobook. And then um, another book I'm excited for is filmmaker John Waters' first novel, Liar Mouth. I've read several of his audiobooks, and he is an incredibly compelling narrator. Um, he's narrating this one. So I have my hold on Libby ready.
2: And I'm going to chime in. These are two authors that they have kind of a quirky, recognizable voice and humorist David Sedaris who I I absolutely adore. He has a new book coming out and I would I would simply never read one of his books because I like his I like his voice much more. His books are so much more enjoyable when he's reading them and the same exact thing is true with Malcolm Gladwell. He's got another a new book coming out and I just um I just like their I like their voice. I like the way I, they articulate. I like their sarcasm. And to me, I get all of that much more through listening than I do through reading uh, the book text.
1: So, Marjorie, do you have any all time recommendations, any audiobooks that you've ever read from any time that you just stuck with you and you would really recommend? Absolutely.
2: Michelle Obama, Becoming. I feel like we're sitting across the table from one another. She's a girlfriend of mine. There's just, uh, that's what audiobooks do for me. It's such a connection. And again, I love the Thursday Murder Club. The, the third installment is coming out uh, in September. And I love the British accents that to me, I find much more amusing than just reading it on, on the page.
1: What about you, Christine? What's an all timer for you?
3: I've got a few. I would say I am C-3PO, the inside story written and narrated by Anthony Daniels. Uh, C-3PO is my favorite Star Wars character. And my boyfriend bought me the book in print and then got really mad that I read the audiobook instead. But it's read by him. So why
1: wouldn't I do it? It's a British accent, right?
3: It is. It is. I love and- it. I and it was such a compelling book and then um the watsons go to birmingham 1963 by paul christopher curtis narrated by the great LeVar burton there are many many funny scenes in this book and he just made them so much funnier i was in my car driving and just laughing hysterically at this book so it's incredible and my third one i'm going to say carrie by stephen king Narrated by Carrie herself, Sissy Spacek.
1: Wow! Ooh.
3: Christine, I wanted to say that because of you, I am
2: now going to look up Lavar Burton, who I absolutely love, and find out what other audiobooks he's spoken. Because i I would enjoy uh, listening to him read anything. A great experience. Um, Marjorie, I
0: think that's going to be a long list. LeVar has narrated quite a few books. Oh, has he? Uh, yeah. Oh. But um, I want I want to echo Christine. If you are a parent and you are doing the drive, the Watsons go to Birmingham. is a definite must. It is hilarious. But as we go ahead and wrap up, I just want to ask the final question. But um, I do want to give one of you just a, a little bit of opportunity to tell us a little bit more about Libby it looks like through Libby you can filter your books, you can go straight to just searching audiobooks. Can you guys give us a little
2: bit more detail? Yeah, I can jump in here. Overdrive is always tweaking, they're always making refining things, making things a little better. I can filter exactly what I'm looking for. Oftentimes we get someone who is coming into the library and they're going on a road trip tomorrow. They want everything to be available now. So I can filter uh, and only get audiobooks available now. I can search by genre or uh, like nonfiction genre. So I can really tone down exactly what I'm looking for. And then you know, you, you've also got a timer, a lot of times I listen to an audio book as I'm going to sleep so I can set it for 15 minutes and then it shuts off automatically on my phone. But there's just all kinds of nuances to how you can select what you want to listen to on Libby. And we're happy to help anyone who comes into the library that has a road trip coming up. We'll, we'll make sure when you leave the library, you have plenty of listening material for your trip. So just to clarify, because I noticed we've been going back and
0: forth saying Libby and Overdrive. Overdrive is the company. Okay. Libby
2: is the, it's kind of Libby.2. It's the latest version of the Overdrive app. It's the only one that's still in use right now. So there, and I see, I see what you mean with the confusion that the company is Overdrive and the Overdrive app is Libby.
0: Okay, so people
2: can go into the their app store and they can search
0: Libby and download yes. the Libby app. So we've talked a lot about Overdrive and Libby, but the library also offers a service called Hoopla. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Christine?
3: Yes, I actually use Hoopla on a daily basis. Um it is an app similar to Libby where you can access audiobooks, e-audiobooks, comics. Their comic reader is incredible. Um, and the benefit of this is that it's only available to Euclid Public Library patrons, whereas Libby is available to all of the patrons in libraries in the Clevenet Consortium. This selection of books is only available for our patrons. We provide access to everything that Hoopla has access to, and then the library only pays if somebody checks it out. But recently, we were able to purchase items for our collection that meet our patrons' needs. So there are some things that Hoopla doesn't have the rights to, but they allow us to purchase the rights to them. Um, and those items would be subject to holds lists um, if people are um, looking for those books. And we typically purchase a lot of the bestsellers and things that are in high demand because we know that people are going to check them out. Um, Hoopla's audiobook reader was recently improved as well. And it's very easy. The buttons are very big. And you can um, easily navigate from different places. You can bookmark where you're reading. Um, I find that I have to bookmark because my uh, phone in my pocket will often open up and um, take me to a different spot. So bookmarking is always great. So you know where you are. And it's just a fantastic resource. Um, Hoopla is amazing. Like I said, I use it every single day for audiobooks and comics and eBooks.
0: Okay, so is there anything else that either of you want the audience to know?
3: I would just have a message for parents to encourage their children to try different types of reading. That includes audiobooks and graphic novels, Mike, real book or not, um, because um, kids are learning how to read and many of them are auditory learners, others are visual learners, and their learning style is important. I think their reading preferences are also important. So, um, for example, my nephew is 11 years old and loves graphic novels, but my sister doesn't like graphic novels. His mom, um, she wants him to read Hardy Boys. Like, I mean, that's what my grandma read. Um, (laughs) and, uh, we, we came up with a trade-off that really works in my nephew's, uh, Um, benefit. You know, he reads his Hardy Boys book and then as a reward, he gets to read his graphic novel. So then she gets double the reading out of him (laughs) because he is able to see reading as a reward. So let them read what they want, especially over the summer. Summer is a time for their reading interests. There are no assignments. They should be reading what they want to read um, over the summer and just working on their skills. Um, If you don't like graphic novels, too bad. Let them read them because it's keeping their skills fresh. Over the summer. Mm -hmm.
1: Christine, how old is your grandma? Because I read The Hardy Boys growing up. Uh my all of them that were published when I was at that age. My grandma's 80.
3: She's 82.
1: Okay, she could be my grandma too then.
3: Yeah. So I think I think the first uh Nancy Drew was published in 1939, and that's the year my grandma
1: was born. So I think I was reading before they even had CDs.
3: Well, Christine,
2: you were your um, your department helps the new readers, the beginning readers, and as uh, as a librarian in the adult services department, we're helping people that may have some uh, eyesight uh, issues and may not be able to read as well as they used to. So. For um, people with some sight impairment, uh, that's another reason to start listening to an audiobook, whether it's the discs or a digital
1: download on your phone. Well, ladies, thank you very much for joining us and teaching everybody a little bit about audiobooks. I think we've learned a lot and we've got a lot of great recommendations. So I think people can come in the library and grab some of the CDs off the shelf or log into Libby or the Hoopla app on our website and listen to a lot of great stuff. So thank you very much.
3: You're well, welcome, thank you.
1: thank you. Thank you.
0: And now, the news you cannot use. Two of our library's pages recently put together a collage of items found in return library books. Things like expired RTA passes, used tickets, photos, and of course, forgotten bookmarks. According to the Denver Post, a librarian at Denver Public Library is doing something similar while going through her collection, making blog posts about the finds. So far, they found slices of bologna and marijuana leaves in their books, as well as similar items found in Euclid Public Library books, tickets, bookmarks, and playing cards. Consider this your reminder to double check inside your books before returning them to the library.
1: And a little bit of historic news here. Former President Millard Fillmore was important to libraries. Don't feel bad if you don't remember Millard Fillmore. It was nearly two centuries ago that he was president as his term ran from 1850 to 1853. But he accomplished a lot for libraries during that time. He and his wife established the first permanent White House library. And according to history.com, he helped fight a fire at the Library of Congress in December of 1851. He later signed a bill to fund the replacement of all books that were destroyed in the blaze. You can commemorate Millard Fillmore anytime by grabbing a biography of him at the library and heading down to Waterloo Road to read it at the Millard Fillmore Presidential Library. And that's all the library news you cannot use. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. You can learn more about Yucca Public Library by stopping by or going to our website, yucalibrary.org.